Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, everyone. This was not going to be an episode. Aaron and I had finished interviewing Sarah, who does a million different things. She's the president of USTA Tennessee. She's a local league coordinator. She formed her own CTA. She's also an attorney. But we started discussing rules, and I thought it was pretty interesting, the rules that we thought should be changed or that we thought were a little confusing. So here it is. I love all your tennis rules stuff, too, by the way. The stump that of course, because you're an attorney. Yes, I like, and when I get out on the courts, you know, if we get into a rule dispute, I always am like the person they come to, and I've got my little tennis rules, my friend, you know, friend at court in my bag, and I'm like, oh, let me pull it out, you know. (laughs) So that's one of my favorite things about your show is just the 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 rules. I feel like that's where the conflicts happen. Yeah, is because people don't know the rules, and then. It becomes, well, I heard this. Well, it's this. I think only attorneys carry friend at court with them. You have one, right? Do you have yeah. one? In- yes. Oh, yeah. I have it. Of course she does. Yeah. Of course she does. <laughs> My husband's an attorney, too. And so we'll read something like Rebel Good has written in his Court of Appeals column. And I'm like, I don't know if he got that right. And Mike will be like, yeah, he did. This is the reason. It's like a let call. And we're going back and forth on what it should be. And I'm like, you're right. Rebel Good was correct here. But even I, who know the rules, and he knows the rules, and Rebel Good obviously knows the rules, but I'm thinking something a little different. And then you get confused, and then everybody fights. Right. Or they interpret it the way they want to interpret it, (laughs) or the way they think is correct. The one fight that we keep having constantly on the courts, it is... Okay, so you let's say we've done a we're doing a tiebreaker. Let's say it's the second set. We're doing it or the first set. We're doing a tiebreaker. Right. And we all know that that counts as the game of the person who serves it first. Okay, everybody agrees. And that's really clearly written in the rules. But where the rules, I think, don't help us too much is there seems to be a, a difference of opinion as to on the second set. We know that it was it was whoever served. It was that team's that team's game. But where we start the second set, now, you know, where we start on the court, which side we start on. So, like, if I serve on one side and I'm the first server, that's my game. Then, but we we end up where I'm on the other side at the end of it. Do we then switch sides at the end or do we say, okay, here's where we are when I started the game. And therefore, when the second set starts, I will be on the opposite of where I was. And I don't think that's clearly written in the rules. Is Am I right or wrong? Rebel Good recently has a column in Tennis Magazine on rules that should be changed. And it was this rule that someone brought up. And then he and the person said they were arguing over it, whether you should it should be. Do you switch based on where you start or based on where you end? The person was saying it should be based on where you start. And Rebel was saying that the the actual answer is based on where you end because the people were like, well, I started here and the sun, like they brought in the sun. So I don't, Sarah, to be honest, I need to look closer at that thing. But somebody had a big issue with that. And so much so that it was in 
tennis magazine. I'll send it to you. And I I disagreed with what Rebel, like I disagree with the rule because Rebel, I think, said it was wherever you end. I'll tell you what I do. Tell us what you do. I'll tell you exactly what I do. I always switch based on the end. So if we finish a tiebreaker, doesn't matter what the score is. We have finished a tiebreaker. On one side, whatever side you're on, you finish. Set or, oh, match, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, match, match, you're leaving. <laughs> match, I'm leaving. I'm going to switch sides and leave. So I've finished a tiebreaker. I automatically switch because to me, that counts as 13. It's an odd number but and you're did, switching. But it matters where you end. You could end on different sides. Right. And then I auto, I always switch wherever we ended the, the tiebreaker, we switch to the other side. To me, and this is probably incorrect, but to me, that's a change of sides because it's 13. Yeah, yes, but it's 13 whether you end on one side or the other. Do you see what I'm saying? Did you see what she's asking? Like, so it depends on whether you win the tiebreaker 22 to 21 is where you end, or did you win the tiebreaker 7-0? You're going to end on a different side based on the score. Oh, now I see what you're saying. So yeah, if you're- I want to serve on this side because of the sun. And I started serving on this side. This is a whole episode. Well, and Rebel Good did a thing on it. I'm going to send it to you, Sarah, because Mike and I were discussing this afterwards and we were still confused because, and we were like, oh, people just kind of switch kind of based on where you start. Well, you don't. No, I always base it. Wherever we end, we just switch sides. Sarah, what do you do? No, so I always, I think that it makes sense to me that if it's your game, if you're the server and it's considered your game, it should be where you start. That those two seem to go together. And I've been in matches. Yeah, I've been in matches where people have said like, okay, we need to decide it right now before we get started in the tiebreaker. And the only way you could actually decide that is if you said, okay, it's, I'm serving, so it's my game. And I'm standing here, so the next game I got to be on the other end, you know. But I, I think it's unclear. I, I asked a couple of pros, and I got like two different answers, and they were, they were sort of like, "Well, you should know that," you know. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not yeah, the only one that's. No, no, no. It's not clear in the rules, and that's the reason Rebel is somebody. There's this new column Rebel Good has about rules to change, which I still need to email him the rule I want changed, Sarah. And I want to tell you what that is. Again, I mean, first of all. I didn't know he had that column. And second of all, we've had that episode on our minds for over a year because there are so many rules that we want changed. We've been talking about doing like a specific episode on and it. And we've played 10 years, or you played 10 years. I yeah. played almost 10 years. And Sarah's a local coordinator and we're we all confused all on how to, <laughs> to do it. Yeah, definitely. I, I love his columns. I, I Like the first thing that I do as soon as I get a tennis magazine is open up to the court of appeals. I, are they, is that gone now? I don't know. He's doing a new column where it's changing the rules. Like the rules haven't been changed in forever for this or something like this. And so he's doing a column and somebody wrote in with that exact question. Interesting. And he was like, well, what if it all of a sudden gets dark on one side? Like they brought in the sun (laughs) and everything because it was very, as a man, it was very important for him to serve in a certain way. It mattered for him that, hey, the last time I served, the sun wasn't in my eyes. Now I'm starting a game with the you know, like no, somebody got the sun there twice. That's definitely valid. And I'm a lefty, so I I'm like particular about it. So I always I never serve in the sun because of, I'm a lefty, and so it matters to me. You know, I play mostly doubles, so I for me and my partner, we're doing a lot of strategy just so I can get to where I'm not playing in the sun. So you know, it does matter. Well, what's the rule you want to change? Coaching. I think coaching should be allowed in adult rec tennis because listen, we're 
we're not good enough. We're not that good. I think we should be able to just say, you know, on a changeover or like Carolyn and I were at States a couple years ago with our team for singles. And she played this woman who she beat 6-0 in the first. And then what did you lose in the second? 6-0. a 1-6, maybe. And I knew the one thing she changed. Well, so first of all, the lady was smart and changed her game. She started coming to the net. But Carolyn is a slicer and she stopped slicing her, I think because she was coming in, but if she, and she was really tall. So if she had just continued that slice, the woman probably would have hit into the net or not been as successful, but instead Carolyn was trying to like throw it up in the air and do top spin or whatever. And the lady was just killing it every time. And I, it took every, I'm, we're both rule followers, so I could not sneak into the bathroom to tell her (laughs) what to do. And I'm not even saying it would have necessarily worked, but you're out there. I, I know a lot of people that have played forever say, that's what I like about tennis. You have to figure it out. Blah, blah, blah. But Carolyn's and my point is there is no other sport out there that you cannot have someone helping you. You know, she played basketball. I played other sports. There's always a coach. There's, you know, in baseball, there's a first baseman coach. There's a third baseman coach. There's a, <laughs> it's crazy. You can do signals. Like we are the, this is the only sport. And I see why people hold that I don't know, like think that it's special because it's the only sport. I think it's the one rule that should be changed because there's no reason why we should be out there or not. A lot of people quit because they don't have fun because they're, you know, if they're not winning matches, they don't. And if you just give advice and then it helps them like change one little thing, I don't see the point of no coaching. Well, in tennis. I, I just think that's think silly. That this is the time to push for that rule change because we've got the pros uh, having a change exactly. in the rules. So you know, but I, I agree with you. I think that's a good one to change because, and in the juniors, at least in, in our junior, like high school leagues, um, they get to come out in the, I think it's the beginning of the third set. So that would have, that would have helped in that match you're describing because you could have come out and said, Hey, fix this, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's and my I, big one. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of people that are against coaching play doubles. So they have like a partner out there. They don't play singles. So they never really have to be completely alone out there getting beat one six after you won six zero. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My rule that I want to change, Sarah, is when a ball rolls in the court between your first and second serve by another court, like the court beside you, the ball's rolling in is between your first and second serve. You then are the server. You have to go get the ball. Maybe they talk to you. Maybe they run on the court. And the receiver gets to decide whether to give you a first serve or not. And um, I think that just, it needs to be one way or the other. Like, you never get it or you always get it. I think you should always get a first serve. And my husband plays and he says in men's, they always give it. But at state or states, however you pronounce it, (laughs) depending on where you live, um, People all of a sudden, they're not giving you first serves anymore because it's, you know, you're going for the towel, but it does mess you up. I've double faulted a number of times where the balls rolled in between the first and second serve. So it's something outside the court that comes in to bother you. And then I threw the ball back and it's up to the receiver to say, yes, you get a first serve or no second serve. Yeah, I think that's good because it's just one less thing we have to to fight about or to get upset about. You know, this could just be an automatic rule and then we don't have to think about what it's going to be. I, I think that's a good that's a, a good change. They they should definitely do that. 
Thanks again to Sarah for being on the podcast. I looked back at Tennis Magazine to see what Rebel Good wrote about when you change ends after a set tiebreak. And he writes, Rule 10 seems pretty straightforward. The players shall change ends at the end of the first, third, and every subsequent odd game of each set. The players shall also change ends at the end of each set unless the total number of games in that set is even, in which case the players change ends at the end of the first game of the next set. But he writes, yet players are constantly asking me after a tie break, what end do I change from? The one I started the breaker on or the one I ended it on? And he says, first off, you change ends after a tie break because that's the 13th game of the set, an odd game. And secondly, you change ends from wherever you played the last point of the tie break. That's what at the end of the set means. So the way Aaron does it is correct. However, I kind of agree with Sarah that it just takes away some of the ambiguity if you would always know to change ends from where you started the tie break, not where you ended it. But let us know what you guys think. We hope you check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. The resources section of our website gives information for adult rec players. Also, stay tuned for the tip of the week with Michelle from Tennis Warehouse. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey guys, it's Michelle with Tennis Warehouse, and here's your tip of the week. But first, make sure you use the discount code SECONDSERVE for $20 off clearance items when you spend $100 or more at TennisWarehouse.com. Today we're going to talk about when should you change your overgrip. Take a look at your overgrip on your racket, and you should honestly know. If it's starting to get dirty and it's starting to disintegrate and lose some of its properties, that's a good sign that it's time to replace that overgrip. These are disposable pieces of your equipment that are meant to be changed fairly often. Uh, I actually love doing this before a big match also. It's a bit of my routine. So go ahead and change it up. That's your T-Dub tip of the week. For more tips, visit us at tenniswarehouse.com. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be. 